Most bankers aren't ready to help you until after their third cup of coffee. But with Central National Bank's after-hours service, you don't have to wait for the bank lobby to open to get help. You can contact us from 6 to 8.30 in the morning or from 5 to 10 in the evening, and we'll connect you to a real, live, local person who can answer questions and fix problems seven days a week. Bank different. Bank central. Central National Bank. Member FDIC. This episode is brought to you by Reese's Peanut Butter Cups. In breaking news, leading scientists worldwide are conducting experiments to determine if Reese's Peanut Butter Cups are the perfect combination of peanut butter and chocolate. However, it appears the study was inconclusive, as the scientists couldn't help but eat all the Reese's. Because when you want something sweet, you can't do better than Reese's. Find Reese's now at a store near you. We want to welcome y'all to Broken Spoke, the last of the true Texas dance halls, and aren't you proud of it? We ain't fancy, but we don't your country. The good news is we ain't gonna change nothing. We ain't getting nothing hanging fern baskets on our ceiling out here. Now that Pierre water either. When you go up on all your hamburger, don't ask for that great Poupon. You're getting the real mustard out here. Shortly before you reach US 290, when you set eyes on the broken spoke, the vision seems impossible flanked on both sides by imposing into apartment structures. The 50-year-old reddish-brown honky-tonk with the crushed granite parking lot stands its ground, a final holdout from an Austin that is all but gone with the winds of generational change. Today it stands out much like the Alamo, the iconic monument to Texas independence now surrounded by modern hotels and office buildings in downtown San Antonio. The comparison isn't lost on Broken Spoke owner James White who has spent two-thirds of his life turning a traditional country dance hall into a treasure of Texas culture history. You go down to San Antonio, to the Alamo, and you got all those buildings all around it. But once you go inside the Alamo, you don't see those buildings. It's kind of like a step back in time. You can imagine Crockett and Travis and Bowie and everybody right in there. My family's always lived in this area ever since. Um... 1836 when my ancestors came here and they fought for Texas independence. James White spent his early childhood just south of the spoke in an old family home near what is now Burger Center. The land had been in the family since his great-great-grandfather John Eaton Campbell traveled to Texas from Tennessee in 1851. James' father fought in World War II but didn't return to his family after his 1943 discharge, instead settling in Southern California and remarrying. Back in Austin, the family moved closer to town, living in houses on West Mary Street and Bowden Avenue. James attended Becker Elementary and Fulmore Junior High. And in the first year that Travis High opened up, it was 1953-54. I was in the ninth grade, he said. He graduated from Travis in 1957. After high school, James joined his father in California, working in missile and aircraft factories there and in Nebraska. In 1961, he joined the Army spending 18 months overseas in Okinawa before coming back to Austin to work at a missile battery on Bee Cave Road in what is now the Westlake area. A final stint at Fort Sam Houston in San Antonio ended in 1964, at which time James decided to leave the army and open up a honky-tonk. He cites September 25, 1964 as the groundbreaking date at the site of an old lumber yard along South Lamar land owned by local businessman Jay Johnson. His stepfather helped him 
they labored with limited funds and limitless determination, shouldered the Herculean task of dismantling the old lumberyard and constructing the establishment they would later christen the Broken Spoke. You know, I built this place back in 1964 uh, with the help of a bunch of good old South Austin boys. And um, I, I kind of kiddingly say uh, every drunk in South Austin's worked on this place, you know. And believe it or not, I do not have any blueprints of this building. I mean, I had this kind of, it's all kind of up in my, my brain up here because the roofers I had that helped me, they were pretty good drinkers, you know, and they, they could have did a lot better job than what they did. But. Vitally important was the support of James' soon-to-be wife, Annetta, whom he'd met in Oak Hill in 1960, a University of Texas employee who worked at the UT Tower. She was on the building's first floor on August 1st, 1966, when Charles Whitman went up on his sniper spree. Annetta gradually became more and more involved with the Spokes kitchen and business operations. We've been together at the Spoke from day one. It's always been a mom and pop operation. I couldn't have done it without my wife, Annetta. You know, she helps me every day of that. I'm raised a straight, innocent Baptist. <laughs> and he taught me to gamble, to drink, <laughs> to cuss. I was from a large family and I knew how to cook. But I'd never cook for all those people. We used to have 200 people for lunch. There weren't any other restaurants around us within two or three miles. That's what she had to say about it. Her chicken fried steak soon became a local favorite that frequently topped the best in town polls. I had to learn to cook commercially. I was from a large family and I knew how to cook, but I'd never cooked for all them people. D.G. Burrow and the Western Melodies held the honor of being the first band ever hired to play at the Spoke, which initially existed only in the space that is now the front restaurant room. They would dance out the front door, make a circle, and then come back in, because we didn't have room for people to dance, she says with a laugh. By the second New Year's Eve in 1965, we had the dance hall on the first level in the back. Good things followed an initial Bob Wills booking. In 1967, James nabbed his first show with the short-haired, snappily draft songwriter out of Nashville, named Willie Nelson. $800. A couple years later, University of Texas football coach Daryl K. Royal came out on the night that Wilson was booked and told James he wanted to meet the singer. So I brought him over and introduced him to Coach Royal, James recalls. Two or three days later, I saw Coach and Edith Royal and I said to Edith, yeah, Coach was out the other night with Willie Nelson, made a good new friend. And Edith said, I guess they are good friends. He didn't get home till six in the morning. Coach replied, oh yeah, I took him over to the 40 acres and I listened to him do some picking. And we talked, and we talked. The next time Coach called me, he said, hey, I'm trying to get Willie to move to Austin. We've got to see about getting him some gigs and making him feel welcome in Austin. So Coach was the one who was instrumental in getting him to move here. Though the spoke was familiar turf for Willie, his ascension to outlaw stardom not long after his arrival in Austin soon put him out of James' range. I booked him until he got real popular. 
and then I couldn't really afford him, James admits. But he soon found a way to work around that. Pop Nelson, Willie's daddy, called me up and wanted to play here, James explains. It was Pop Nelson with Jesse Ashlock, who was Bob Will's lead fiddle player. Then anytime Willie was in town, he would come out and play all night with them for nothing. That led to the spoke getting featured in the movie Honeysuckle Rose. It was a 1980 film starring Willie and Diane Cannon. They did a couple scenes in the movie out here, recalls James, who appeared briefly himself. I didn't have a speaking part. I'm just behind the bar. You'd have to really look quick. And my wife and daughter, Terry, they were sitting at a table. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. And speaking of hippies indeed, the degree to which the spoke was involved with or removed from the cultural cross-pollinization between rednecks and long hairs in Austin during the mid-70s, well, it remains a subject of some debate among those who were there. The young kids liked country music and they wanted a place to hear it, Willie told Casey Monahan in the December 1988 American Statesman column. The only places to go around Austin were Big G's or Broken Spoke and then eventually over to the Armadillo. One of the best beer joints ever. Best beer joints ever, yeah. and Ray Benson said, if you went to the spoke with long hair, you would get your ass kicked and you would get a haircut. I went in there to see if I could get my to ass see kicked. If you could get your... Steiner's sense is that the cross-pollinization between hippies and rednecks, which became a hallmark of the Armadillo, well, it was a little slower to take root at the old country dance hall. Prior to 1973, Steiner says, a progressive country musician wouldn't even go into the spoke. That was my first encounter of having a whole lot of short-haired cowboys and redneck type of people and a whole lot of hippies on the same night, White says. But they all mixed pretty well, and we didn't have any problems. When they danced, they didn't know the Texas two-step back in 1973. With some of them, it was kind of like a hippie hop. They would dance around fast in a circle. The Broken Spoke was packed with folks who paid a hefty $1.50 each. Yes, you heard me correctly. I treasure this poster that Bobby Smith, and now an Austin attorney, gave me. Concert prices have gone up a little since then, but so has Marsha's career and the legacy of James White and the Broken Spoke. We're kind of rolling into our 50th year right here at the Broken Spoke. We've had people like... Bob Wills right here, Willie Nelson, George Strait, Dolly Parton, Ernest Tubbs, Dick Fitter, the list goes on. The real important thing about the spoke was that they were the first ones to let the long-haired country bands play at a traditional Texas dance hall, Benson says. Before that, it was great music, but the long hairs didn't go to those bars. James was the first one from that side who understood it was great music. Another act that became a fixture, starting in 1973, was Alvin Crow who has played the spoke regularly with his band, the Pleasant Valley Boys, ever since. Perhaps Crow's greatest contribution to the spoke's legacy, though, was when he brought in a young group from San Marcos to open for him in 1975. He called me up and said, hey, I'm gonna be a little late, I'm playing a wedding, James says, but I've got a good little band that's gonna open up for me. The name of the band is Ace in the Hole. 
Future country legend George Strait and his crew became a monthly fixture at the spoke for the next seven years until the success of Strait's initial albums in the early 80s put him out of James League. Too much longer we were playing right here in the broken spoke. He hit it big with the song Unwound in 1981, James says. After that, I booked him a couple times at 3,500, then it jumped to 20,000, then it jumped to 100,000, so I couldn't afford him anymore. But we still have a friendship and all those band members still come out here and play. An initial deal in 2007 with residential company Ardent, which had agreed to keep the spoke in place, fell through. So the land went back on the market and eventually sold in 2010 to Riverside Resources, who agreed to the same Save the Spoke caveat. The Johnson family accepted Riverside's offer, even though it was a million dollars less than the highest bid, because of the promise not to bulldoze the spoke. I would have soon it stayed the same, James says. I don't like change. I like things the way they were. I don't really like South Lamar today. There's too many apartments. It's getting too commercialized. Though the landlords who seceded the Johnson family have followed through with the plans to keep the broken spoke around so far, that could change. James doesn't sound worried. I think there will be a public outcry if anything ever happened to the broken spoke, he said. True enough. But Austin's recent past is dotted with tales of beloved institutions such as Los Manitas and Liberty Lunch that were bulldozed anyway. I can stay here as long as I want to, James says. And if anything ever happened to me, my wife would be here. If anything ever happens to her, my daughters Jenny and Terry are here also. We've been together at the spoke from day one. It's always been a mom and pop operation. I couldn't have done it without my wife, Annetta. You know, she helped me every day up there. I'm in charge of BS and PR, and my wife's working half the family. <laughs> in the meantime, there's still plenty of work to be done at the spoke. It does keep you young, Annetta says, because you got so much to do. We're never going to retire, because if you retire, then you die. We're just going to work as long as we need to do it, as long as we can do it. She laughs as she remembers something her husband once told her. <laughs> James said, I never promised you any rocking on the front porch. And with that, I would like to say, Mr. James White, please rest in peace. And thank you so much for everything you did for Texas music, Texas in general, and all the people's lives that you've touched. I'm Justin. This is Off A Real Podcast. And you guys remember to chill till the next episode. We're going to miss you, James. The pictures of all of the legends are hanging up on the wall with pure country music. A coming from the hall. It's a red, rustic old building with a dirt parking lot. There's a big old oak tree by the highway that means quite a lot. If you like waltzes and polkas, two step cotton eye Joe, deep in the heart of Texas, there's a place that you should go. It ain't fancy, but it's country. So wear your jeans and your cowboy hat. Just cross that old river, cause that's where it's at. <laughs> nice, nice. That's you gotta great. be a poet to write a song anymore. Truly, truly. <laughs> this has been Rogue Media Network Podcast.